the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of the staff, management, or ownership of this station. The following program is sponsored by Max Out Savings Advisors. The views expressed during the broadcast are solely for entertainment purposes and do not necessarily express the views of KNTH, its management, Max Out Savings Advisors, or its sponsors. Max Out Savings Advisors and members of the Max Out Savings team may or may not hold securities mentioned during the show. Plan for your prosperity. Prepare for your retirement. Safeguard your savings. And nurture your investments. This is the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Now, here's your host from Max Out Savings Advisors, Ted Gioka. Good morning. Welcome to the Max Out Savings Show. I'm Ted Gioka, and we're talking savings, investments, and your retirement here on the show. Uh, our show is about saving money, building up wealth, and understanding the world today. Uh, it, it, it's a, uh, our motto and our philosophy is to save aggressively and invest conservatively. That's the key to building up wealth over the long term. Save aggressively and invest conservatively. And it always starts out with your 401k plan, your qualified plan. You put away as much money as you can. Remember, you get a tax deduction every time you put the money in there. I mean, that's easy to forget that. But so the government at the end of the year is going to give part of the money you put away in. Uh, it's an income-based saves, savings program, which means you're, you're, you're basically saving what you need to do to spend. And and, and so so it gets you where you want to be. The, the, the numbers are about 13% is what you need to put away, uh, a little over 13%. There's some studies on that that was done. Uh, now, what we say is if you put away 10% plus the company match, that usually gets people to the 13%. It, it, so understand it. Understand uh, that you know that, that's the way you build up wealth. Put the money away. Uh, it's the most surefire way to, to successful retirement to build up wealth. It, 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 it's very, here's what we talk about, it's very hard for people to, to, do that outside of a plan. I mean, it's very hard for people to put, put away money. You have to save the money first, no matter how. You know, one of the, the big, when you're young, one of the things you really think is, well, if I can just make, you know, I remember if I could just make $50,000 or, you know, just make, you know, 80000 or $100,000, I'll have plenty of money. And what you realize is you always spend up to, to, to what you make. And so by putting away the money first to pay yourself first into these plans, uh, it, it, it gets you where you need to be for retirement. So remember, save aggressively and then conservatively invest the money. Now, in the world today, I think it's more important than ever to, to, to conservatively invest the money. We got you know another week. I, it's you know I did a show when we started out. We talked we talked a lot about savings and investment. We talked about retirement and retirement plans and changes in the retirements, which we should do. But now this is the events move so quickly in this world today, and they it's truly incredible what what comes at us. Uh, 
and just the ridiculousness of the world we live in today, it, it, it's always something something new. It, 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 and this makes for a, a, a much more unpredictable, uncertain world, which means you've got to be even more more conservative with your investments and your investment style. Uh, and and, and that, that's what we do at Max Out Savings Advisors. We invest uh, clients' retirement, rollover money, uh, trust, those type of things. Uh, we conservatively invest it using our value investing approach. But but we really what we've been talking about is in this uncertain world <clears> – <throat> And I and I, look, if you're a long-term listener of the Max Out Taping Show, you, you you know that we we have been predicting a lot of these things and, and really laying out the cases for a lot of stuff that's happened. We're able to move quickly and bring this stuff to you. Be it the pandemic in early February, we're saying, look, this is a very serious problem, uh, and uh, that 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 needs to be that needs to be looked at. And let me let me just pull up something here. I, I've actually got a number here. What is that? Uh, eight, uh, uh, yeah, the and, and looking at it and understanding it, uh, we, we we in '07 uh, we predicted the failure of the investment banks. That was extremely controversial and virtually unheard of. It not only did we predict it, but we laid out what was happening. We we sit and put in our max out savings report. Uh, we we put the balance sheets of the investment banks in the report so you can see them. Uh, we, it was a a simplified balance sheet, very simplified. We try to take complex issues and make them simple for you. And we said, look, there was going to be an investment bank fail. The only the only place we were wrong was we thought it would be Lehman Brothers before Bear Stearns, and uh, and, and, and so you know, it, so so other people were talking up the investment bank, saying there was nothing to see there. Uh, you know, uh, protecting the banks. You know, they know nothing. Well, that was after. You know, several number of people confronted him. You know, Kramer saying, "Look, you, you know, you know these banks are in trouble. You're doing people a disservice by by saying that." And, and what we were saying, and we we're saying, no, the DC the, were we're saying it a year ahead of time what was going to happen. It, it, the same thing with the war in the Ukraine. We said, "Look, within within, within probably a month, might have been sooner." That we said this is going to lead to a bifurcation of the financial system. It's going to hurt the dollar long term. That within a week or two, we were saying this is going to push up commodity prices, which we did. So we think we're pretty good at, at getting us where we need to be in, in understanding the world today. It, 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 so when I say things are, are very complicated, and there's a number of different outcomes in the world today. That, that, that you know, understand that we've been pretty pretty good at predicting outcomes, and, and it just shows you the level of complexity. And, and one of the things that makes it harder is is the governments they're trying to anytime they see a potential problem coming up, they rush in and try to stop it because they're trying to hold this whole thing up. Everything you see out there is is is, is not necessarily true. I mean, I, I'm not sure we can believe these numbers, these inflation numbers, these 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 jobs numbers. The the the, uh, the the all these things the GDP. I give you an example. Uh, the GDP, I think, it was two point four percent for the last quarter, which is pretty good. But understand that's an inflation adjusted GDP number. So if I can get the inflation down two and two point four percent, or if I can say it's two point four percent lower than it really is, then I basically can get me get us out of a recession. So if that inflation Instead of, I'm not sure what their inflation number was at the time, maybe they used 5%, but it was really 7.5%. That means we're in inflation. So understand, the, the, the Biden administration, every way that they can present 
a narrative to you and spin a narrative and create this illusion, they're going to do it. So you, we, what we've got to do is you've got to look through the numbers. You've got to look through the fog and try to understand what's going to happen. It, 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 and there's different types of benchmarks you use, but 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 some of the numbers it, it, it's hard to it's hard to fudge some numbers or it's hard to fudge some things. And, and one of the things that's happened this week was was a pretty big issue was that Fitch the Fitch rating service downgraded the United States debt from AAA to AAA plus. Now, uh, as soon as they did it. Everybody came out, Janet Yellen, BlackRock, uh, everyone came out and said, oh, no, that should have never happened. Things are really good. We're outraged. This has happened and stuff. And my favorite one was Warren Buffett. We buy $10 billion worth of Treasury bonds every week. You know, we bought, you know, $10 billion worth of the three-month or the six, in the six-month Treasury bills. I'm thinking, wait a minute, that's not a big if you really believed it, you would say we're buying $10 billion worth of the 10-year and the 30-year and the five-year bonds. But that's not what he said. So obviously he was pressured to say something positive, which he did. And so so looking, so looking, you know, to make things different, but, but if you look underneath it, you know, we've got to come up to why, why you know, what's going on with Fitch here? And a couple things to understand. In 2011, the S&P uh, rating agency downgraded the U.S. debt to uh, to AA. And if you look at it, uh, let me see something here. If you look at it, the uh, so, so Fitch was downgraded just recently here today. Now, going forward. The only one left, there's three big rating agencies. The Chinese, of course, have been downgraded a long time ago for whatever that's worth. But it's, 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 it's Fitch, it's Standard & Poor's, and it's Moody's. The only one left now is, is Moody's. And, and so this is something we want to watch. Now, if, if, if Moody's downgrades us, there's going to be big trouble. And, uh, it be because there's a lot of institutions and organizations that can't hold can only only hold AAA debt, and uh, which would be something like Japan or or the United States. But if Moody's cuts us, then they can't hold it, and so this is going to be an issue. But why did why did Fitch downgrade us? And, and I think it's a couple interesting things. I, I tell you one reason why they didn't downgrade it was the January 6th insurrection. This was CNN, CNN and the other ones are, are running this story. Well, if you if the, the report that that Fitch put out mentioned nothing about January 6th. The January 6th came up when, when they had to go report to the White House why they were doing this. And, of course, the White House said, well, they, they said fiscal governance issues. And then the White House said January 6th. And I'm sure they said, well, January 6th didn't help out. But and then all of a sudden it became January 6th. But nowhere in the report is it about the January 6th selfie invasion of the Capitol it lasted a couple hours and everybody walked out and left with no, no issues, except it became the biggest insurrection you know, in the history of the United States, bigger than the Civil War, War of 1812, or you know, anything else. But, you know, uh, that aside, uh, back to this issue we're talking about here is, is, the, is that why did they do that? And looking at some of the things, uh, the, the budget deficit this year is expected to be $1.5 to $1.8 trillion. 
Uh, if, if you look at it, over the last four years, expenditures have been close to World War II levels of percentages of GDP, which in World War II, the United States was, was we completely restructured our industrial base to build armaments. One of the most amazing things the U.S. has ever done in very short time. Uh, we, at one time, we were putting out, I think, one ship a day. Uh, that's how the, the ships were coming out so quickly. Uh, it's extraordinary. We ran up huge deficits that worked down in the 1950s. But but we were fighting a war. We're, we're, you spend, our spending is on the level of World War II, which, which is truly incredible. Now, you can say, well, Ted, look, we had the COVID. The government was shut down. You know, for uh, the, the, the country was shut down for a couple of months. I understand that. I understand that was emergency. The mistake we made is, in 22, we kept spending, in 21, we kept spending money, in 22, we kept spending money, in 23, we kept spending money, and in 24, coming up, we're still spending, we reduced it some, but we're still to multi-trillion dollar deficits. So, so when Joe Biden goes, well, I've reduced the budget deficit a trillion, well, that was, yeah, that was just because that was emergency money. You've increased it a trillion, it, 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 a trillion dollars, that, that spending was several trillions of dollars above what the normal spending. So you just barely cut it back. We're still grossly overspending. If you look at it, the, uh, the, the federal receipts uh, came in so far year to date, they're down about $440 billion shortage, shortfall. Uh, this is partially due to loss of capital gains. It, it's partially due to some other things as well. So so, 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 so that's, that's just another issue that we're having to deal with uh, 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 in, in, in our situation is, 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 is that type of stuff. So our, 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 spending, our, our, our revenue is, is coming in under expectations, and, and our spending is over expectations. And this is why we've been downgrading. But the problem is, do you realize the last, the last quarter – uh, since, since since we had a shortfall in the revenue, the the the, the budget deficit for the quarter was eight percent of GDP, which is extraordinary. But if you just look out over the next you know four, five, six years, spending is still going to be five to six and a half percent of GDP going forward. So the idea we were tri- we're AAA at all is a complete joke with this out of control spending. This is why we're downgraded, and this is this has become a bigger issue. Now we're going to expand upon that a little bit more, and how that affects your retirement after this quick break right here on the Max Out Savings Show. The Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka is taking your calls now at seven one three 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 nine ten seventy. Ted Gioka will return after these messages. Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of The Morning Show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos that companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show off your business from the air... We're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 
512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message, we're 512 New Media, 512NewMedia.com. This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Savings Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. In the 1970s, the big song was the Bee Gees stayed alive. Well, it was difficult back then to stay alive if you were a retiree. Inflation was running rampant, and since then, over the last 25 years, it's gone away. Well, inflation's coming back, and it's going to endanger your retirement. If you're a retiree, inflation is your biggest enemy. Hi, this is Ted Gioka of the Max Out Savings Show. If you need help with your retirement, I'd like to help you out. Go to MaxOutSavings.com. That's MaxOutSavings.com, and we'll show you how you manage through inflation. Don't let inflation destroy your retirement. The Big 1070 is everywhere on TuneIn.com, iHeartRadio, and Radio.com, and in Houston on AM 1070 and FM 1033. The answer. Once again, here's your host for the Max Out Savings Show, Ted Gioka. Welcome back to the Max Out Savings Show. I'm Ted Gioka, and we're talking savings investments in your retirement. If you've got any questions or comments, you can give us a call. Uh, 713-339-1070, uh, uh, if uh, it's what Charles did. Hello, Charles. Welcome to the Savings Show. Yeah, good morning, Ted. Uh, is Moody's a public company? Uh, yes, I think they are, yeah. Okay. And, and because I seem to remember they, they made it a long time ago, I thought Mr. Buffett, was involved in a trial or something, and he was called. I think he there. might own some of it. I, I, he, I, I think he's been around Moody's a little bit, purchasing it or doing something. Yeah. So, so you know, when you talked about uh, when you talked about these downgrades, uh, I'm assuming that you know he's somehow involved with the company that I wouldn't expect them to be downgrading. I think he exerts a little bit of ex of, of influence, and since he is a you know, a, a major Democratic Party supporter that I don't think that they would be too quick to be downgrading, downgrading the uh, the sovereign debt of the country. But have that being that as it as it may, uh, I had a question to ask about about the uh, uh, something that I think was mentioned a couple of weeks ago regarding the grain shipments from Ukraine, and uh, as I kind of suspected. Mr. Putin is not doing anything, and in fact, I think there was, I think during the war there were some issues, or I don't know, they may have bombed a few of the green elevators or something, or the ports around there. So I guess the question I have is, is it seems to me that if this green thing continues, I would expect inflation to start more or less reigniting. I mean, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, yeah, I think that's going to happen. I think that's what we're already looking at right now. Is um, is the, uh, the 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 shipments are slowing down? Grain prices are going up. If you look at wheat, wheat's moving higher here. Keep in mind, we have a drought in the United States as well. 
and so uh, looking at uh, let me see here. I think you're going to see, you know, the price kind of backed down some in here, but I think they're going higher. The other one is crude oil's going higher as well. Uh, crude oil's up about 13 or 14 percent in the last month. Look, inflation is clearly going up. But, yeah, yeah, that's so, a good point, which Charles. essentially would would imply that this this Federal Reserve may not be done. I mean, they may have a pause in one quarter or something, or but I I just think that you know for them to get a to really you know, con- control this thing, I think they're going to have to continue raising rates. And I don't know, you know, maybe another half percent or a couple of half percents or something to, to make sure this thing doesn't, doesn't they, they lose control off it over this uh, inflation. Yeah. yeah, that's a good point, Charles. No, I think that's what I think is going to see happen. And I, I don't think the inflation's going away. I think we probably had the low print last month. I think inflation's going to go up from here. Uh, and, and, and clearly it's going to get worse. But good call. Thanks, Charles. Okay. I, mean, I, I think this is what we're looking at here. Is, you know, I think we're getting a little clipping. Can we maybe adjust the... the, the uh... Okay, great. Hey, Bill, welcome to the Max Out Savings Show. Hi, Ted. Uh, do you have your crystal ball up and running? I'll see. I'm trying to, Yeah. Uh, I've been I've been uh, rolling over short-term treasuries for the last uh, couple of years, and with the intention of starting to go out longer as as uh, rates start declining. And I just wonder if we're there yet. Uh, you know how, how far how far are you keeping it out right now? Oh, I guess up to a year. Mainly, mainly three, mainly three and six months. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, right now the 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 five the one year is at five point three three. Uh, the 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 the, uh, the two year is two years about four point eight. I, I you know I, I anytime I would try to keep it above five percent. You could probably even go out a year in here a little bit uh, on that. And just see, you know, even if rates go up another, you know, quarter point or so, uh, I, th- I think you're still half a point. You're still you're getting five percent there. Uh, the, the longer end, we're still looking at four percent for ten years. And given the the given the, the spending outlook, uh, you know, based on on the downgrade that just happened, I, you know, I, I wouldn't go out that far at all. So I'd keep them still short term. Okay. Um, yeah, I noticed this morning um, on my. Fidelity website is four point one seven for five year, but the uh, I, still I could get a five year CD at uh, about four point five. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, you you can. I'd keep it shorter than that because I, I think there's a lot of potential negative outcomes. So, yeah, I try to do let three years or less. Okay. And, and, and it, it, uh, we it, bought some two years the other day. No, oh, okay. By my very naive uh, observations, it seems like recently when there's been a quarter point uh, raised by the Fed that there's a, a kind of a initial dip in the uh, short term, and then they recover and go back up. Is that, does that follow a trend, or is that uh, have I been incorrect in my analysis? Uh, you've probably been correct, and what sort of happened is is people suddenly go, oh, they're done, and, and ooh, that was close, and it, this is happy days are here again, and they realize, oh, they're not done. If you listen to the Fed, I, they're talking into 24. 
uh, these rates are going to stay up this high. And, and quite frankly, uh, the, it, it's surprising how little the economy has slowed down given the increase in rates. So I, I think we're in a stagflationary world. And so I just don't think see the rates going way down. If we go into a big recession or a financial crisis, it's a different story. But, uh, but you know, and, and that's why maybe move out a year or so, a little longer, just to, you know, because it's, it's a real balancing act here. And if you ladder them out to your ladders at a year, I think you might be a little better in this environment. Okay. So even they're, even though they're off a little bit right now, you think they'll recover and uh, I, I could keep buying them? Uh, we got the CPI number coming out next week. It should be interesting to see what they do then. Probably okay. will likely push them up a little bit. Okay. Thank you, Ted. I enjoy your show. Thank you. Appreciate it, Bill. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, that's what, that kind of what we're dealing with is isn't going away. And it, it, we, it, as, as the caller earlier pointed out, the, we're dealing with higher grain prices. <clears throat> I was just talking to someone up, up in, the, in, in the Blackland Farm Belt, around Holland, in, uh, which is you know near Temple, and they haven't gotten rain up there for the last. It's been two months, and and, and you know they're, they're harvesting the corn there. Fortunately, the cotton's still there. Unless you got uh, uh, river water, you're in trouble on the cotton. But but uh, you know overall, in other parts of the country, there hasn't been a lot of rain, and, and, and we're dealing with higher oil prices. Oil prices are going up. Inventories are at record lows in the United States right now. It, that includes the Strategic Petroleum Reserve, and you put that on top of the other inventories. We don't have a lot of oil here. Uh, if you look at West Texas crude, West Texas crude, which I just let me see here. Go over to my charts here. West Texas crude is at 80, 82.82, which is, again, it's had a huge month in, uh, move in the month of July, which is going to push up, push up uh, uh, the CPI number. Uh, and the wages are still sticky. Uh, the, the problem we're running into is uh, we're having trouble understanding some of these, these uh, numbers, employment numbers. When wages appear to be going up. Uh, the hiring seems to be slowing to some extent, but for skilled workers, we're still coming across way too many people that are a quote losing workers, or 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 or, or you know because they're having to hire workers and pay more to get skilled good workers. It's very hard. And one of the things that they did with with the Obama uh, with the uh, the COVID is is they put so many people on quote the disability you know, all these other benefits that these people, there's a lot of people who just don't want to work. And there's not enough good quality workers that you can depend on out there. And so wages are going up, you know, the, 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 uh, the, the automakers, you know, the unions are going to probably, they're looking for a 40% increase in wages. I mean, it's, we have a slow growth economy with inflation. This is going to be stagflationary. And the problem we have is this government spending, I mean, you know, the trillion $800 billion infrastructure bill, <clears throat> Bill, they're just now starting to spend that money. That was past that. So, you, so that's going to be going forward. So all these projects, the, the semiconductor plants rebuild, you know, that, that they're doing to the reshoring of the, of the jobs in the United States, the plant, they're all hired workers. They can't find workers. I noticed, the, I think it's Samsung's plant in Phoenix is delayed because they can't find workers. So, so what we're dealing with is still shortages of high-quality workers in this country. I mean, uh, in other countries, it's it's like, you know, places like China, 
in Japan. You either work or that's it. I mean, it's not like you know, the, everybody's on, on the disability, on the welfare, you know, all these pro- social programs out there. People have to work, and work is kind of an honored thing. I mean, that goes back to the Bible, the importance of work. But the United States today, I mean, we have so many people that just don't want to work, so this is going to be inflationary uh, moving forward. And so I think we're, we're still looking at this uh, this type of situation. I mean, it's, but but at the same time, parts of the economy are slowing down. Shipping is off. We just had yellow freight go under. Box shipments for the uh, for the last four quarters has been down. It it, it dropped about nine percent, nine point eight percent annualized. Uh, I think the last quarter in the in quarter Q Q one was about twelve percent drop. Uh, of this one company, uh, this Package Corporation of America, you know, th- the last time that, that we had four quarters of of, of, of shipments drop was it was in 2000, 2008 to two thousand nine during the Great Financial Crisis. So clearly, there's parts of this economy that that are signaling trouble. Uh, you know, I was just talking to a friend of mine. The, the, the car we got, you know, our most recent car was an Acura. And, and uh, you know SUV. And so I, yeah, I, I think we bought that. Uh, we were in there with masks and stuff. It was, it was. I think before the pan, before the shutdown, but it was when it was close. And, and we were, we, I, I forgot. I think we paid like forty two thousand for it. And so I was talking to a friend of mine today. He goes, you know what those are? I'm like, no. He goes, that's like sixty thousand, sixty five thousand dollars for that car, depending on you know. I think it's. Fifty to sixty-five. I think we got a little upgrade, so it's about fifty-eight thousand dollars. I think we uh, our interest rate was I forgot two or three percent at the time. Now you're probably looking even if you have an eight hundred credit score, you're probably looking at seven percent or on interest. And most people, a lot of people, most people don't have eight hundred. That you're going to pay a lot more for that. So how how are people paying for, for these? And I, and I struggle to see how. How how you how people can, can afford all this stuff? It, I, I think inflation is really starting to grind down the middle class. I, I, I uh, the interestingly the uh, one of the best values in cars out there right now, I'll tell you, is the uh, Tesla Model Three. I, I, I think I want to say it's like forty three thousand dollars, forty four. Don't quote me on this. Uh, and then, but could you get like a seven seven and a half percent, seven or seven and a half percent? Tax credit coming back to you, and so, so, so that you know, if you just subtract that out, that gets your car closer to thirty-five thousand dollars. You know, maybe thirty-seven thousand. That's a pretty nice deal for what most people think a Tesla Model Three is a really nice car. That's not a bad value in this market. Uh, you know, it's really fascinating. Uh, you know, the Biden administration thought they would sit there and they, you know. When they set up these tax credits, they don't like Elon Musk. They hate Tesla because Elon Musk is for free speech. And so they're going to screw Tesla. So they're like, look, we'll put the – what we'll do is we're going to put the, the, the tax credits underneath where Tesla cars are at. So then they, they can't profit from them, and the UAW is going to get all the business. Well, so they did that. And Elon Musk said, okay, watch this. And he cut the prices underneath the, the levels to get the tax credit. And when, when he did that, it, it really screwed Ford and GM and all the other automakers, which were kind of using Tesla's higher price umbrella for pricing. But Tesla had to take their prices down to get the credit, and uh, or he wasn't going to sell any cars. And, and, and so 
So the Biden administration basically completely screwed the US, the American automakers because they were trying to screw over Tesla. And, uh, you know, uh, you don't want to mess with Elon Musk because he is smarter than you. I mean, I think that's a pretty safe statement for, for me to make to most people. But uh, so anyway, it's fascinating. But so think, uh, going back to the thing, things are tough for working people, for middle class people. They're having to pay. You know, my kids are like, Dad, how am I going to be able to afford a house? You know, if the housing prices keep going up. It, you know, some of these people have pretty good jobs. And, and, and it's like, I mean, this is something that, that we're seeing out there that's very frustrating to, to, to people is, is this is, you know, work people are struggling, but you have the, 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 the wealthy in this country, which have been bankrolled by the Federal Reserve, uh, the giving, you know, cutting rates super low so they can borrow huge amounts of money, buy companies, buy this, buy that, buy, buy whole subdivisions of houses and rent them out. And, and what that is, so it's really good. I mean, you know, you can't go try to book a flight to Europe. Uh, you know, go, go, those type of things, things are going pretty well. But for, but for people underneath it, it's a problem. And, and I think this next election, I think we're going to have to reorient the country in our tax system to the middle class and take away the, the tax benefits, not to the wealthy, but, but to take away the, the tax benefits where the wealthy are coming into the, into, into the property ownership or the different, into the aspirations of the middle class, which is what they're doing because there's so much money in the world because of the Federal Reserve money printing and the government spending so much money. Keep in mind, the wealthiest, I think seven of the top ten wealthiest counties in the United States are on Washington, D.C. That ought to tell you what's going on in the, in, in the United States today. But, 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 there was a warning shot this week by Fitch. I mean, when Fitch downgraded the U.S. debt from AAA to AA plus, this has forced everybody out there to confront this out of control government spending. We've all been we've all been sitting here conditioned. Oh, it doesn't make any difference. They actually came up with a theory. This is true. They've actually came up with a theory called modern monetary theory, which says that since the United States is is the uh, it, it, it control is, it has the global reserve currency that they can spend as much money as they want, unlike other countries. That was the theory that the Democrats use. It's an actual theory. It comes out of Harvard. Uh, Stephanie Kelton wrote a book on it. Yeah, I got the book. About it. It, 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 it's, it's like it was utterly insane. They started spending this money like crazy at the levels of GDP of World War II, and now we're dealing with massive inflation. It's not going to go away because of it. So but that Fitch downgrade, that has forced everybody in Washington to, to, to understand there's a problem and to start facing it. It, it. As long as everybody says it's okay, no one looks at it and people keep spending the money. You know, people forget when Paul Volcker was, was head of the Federal Reserve, they love it when, when, when uh, Jerome Powell, head of the Federal Reserve, comes in and talks to Congress. They have all these, all these you know, questions. You know, like uh, uh, Secretary uh, uh, Chairman Volcker, uh, what are you doing to help minorities uh, do you know do this? Do you have enough di- uh, minorities here? Uh, what, what about what are you doing for social justice? Uh, it's just one thing after another. When Paul Volcker spoke, these congressmen, okay, but let me go back here a little bit. So then they ask, so they'll ask, they'll ask uh, Jerome Powell, uh, uh, Chairman Powell, head of the Federal Reserve. Uh, this record government spending and, and this massive increase in debt, does that, are you worried about that at all? 
well, that's not really my area of purview, and, you know, we really don't get into that. When Paul Volcker came up there, these congressmen and senators, they were afraid. The, 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 they were afraid to confront him too much. He would sit there and just blast them about out-of-control spending, about deficits, about the dangers of things out there. It, 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 and, it, and every, no one in Washington is – the independent power structures, like the Federal Reserve in theory, have been, have been afraid to confront the government about this out-of-control spending. Everybody knows – look, the, the big excuse to this out-of-control spending was – to wrap this up quickly, i got to hit a commercial – was that – this was the excuse in Washington. Look, everyone knows the United States is not going to default in their debt, so they you shouldn't have cut it to triple – to double A. Because, quite frankly, if, if they can just if, – even if there's ever a problem, the Federal Reserve will keep printing money. Okay, well, let me ask you something. What's better if the government defaults on the debt and you get back 50 cents on the dollar – or the government never defaults in the debt, and they infinitely hyperinflate your money to zero. What's a better deal? It, we should be more. The problem is, is there's not enough fear about this government spending out there, and, and this is what the the, 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 the Fitch downgrade highlighted. So, what we'll be right back after this quick break right here on the Max Out Savings Show. If you've got savings and investment questions, Ted Gioka has answers. Call the Max Out Savings Show now at 713-339-1070. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of the morning show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos that companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show off your business from the air, we're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message, we're 512 New Media, 512newmedia.com. This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Savings Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. In the 1970s, the big song was the Bee Gees stayed alive. Well, it was difficult back then to stay alive if you were a retiree. Inflation was running rampant, and since then, over the last 25 years, it's gone away. Well, inflation's coming back, and it's going to endanger your retirement. If you're a retiree, inflation is your biggest enemy. Hi, this is Ted Gioka of the Max Out Savings Show. If you need help with your retirement, I'd like to help you out. Go to MaxOutSavings.com. That's MaxOutSavings.com, and we'll show you how you manage through inflation. Don't let inflation destroy your retirement. 
The Big 1070 is everywhere on TuneIn.com, iHeartRadio, and Radio.com, and in Houston on AM 1070 and FM 1033. The answer. The Max Out Saving Show returns now with your host, Ted Gioca. Welcome back to the Max Out Saving Show. We're talking savings investments in your retirement. I don't know why we're getting some static. We seem to be getting some clipping in the in in the in the radio today. I'm not sure where it's coming from, uh, but uh, look, looking out the uh, uh, the going uh, yeah, what, what's with with the, the market here? What, what what is going on? We've had a good run in the in the market, the the bond market, the the most the. The small caps, the different types of things haven't done very well, but the big four, the big magnificent seven, which is your your Apple, Amazon, uh, Google, Meta, uh, was it Facebook, uh, Nvidia, uh, Tesla, uh, they, they've done very well in a push. They're such huge stocks; they pushed up the averages. But uh, you know, we've had some earnings misses. Uh, Apple missed earnings, and the stock was down about four point eight percent. On Friday, uh, uh, you know, things are clearly slowing. I mean, people forget, everyone's talking about their app revenue, but they're getting percentages of, 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 of when they charge. Uh, Elon Musk's X site, his Twitter, if you sign up for the, the, the blue check, it's like $8 a month. If you, I think if you use the, the, the Apple system, don't quote me, it's 10 or $12 because they get a percentage of everything. And, and, and so he said, you know, so if you sign up on the computer versus signing up on your phone, you save money. It, it, and I think somewhere in here, people are going to start looking at Apple and going, wait a minute, Apple's making a fortune off the cell phone business. And, 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 and the, uh, quite frankly, the, the, the telephone companies haven't done real well. Uh, and, 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 and so they're the ones profiting off of the whole system. And, and the question is, does somebody else come in there, like possibly Elon Musk at, at Twitter or uh, X or or at Tesla with a, with a phone as well? Uh, and, and I think that's a real possibility. Or do the phone companies finally wise up and come up with their own operating system where they don't charge people for these different services and you can get the services cheaper on their platform? Uh, and, 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 and I think I think that's something you're, you're going to see it in the future. I, I don't, I, yeah, I, I just tried to Google up what percentages they, they get. I, I want to say it's twenty five or thirty percent. It's really hard to find. Uh, yeah, they've done a pretty good job of hiding it on the internet. Uh, and so I, I think this is that they. There's a lot of risk to the tech companies because if if if, if China invades Taiwan, which we think something's going to happen there, the question is when. Everyone's saying that. But uh, not everyone. A lot of people don't believe it. I think if you listen closely, something's clearly going on. Uh, Apple's going to be in trouble. NVIDIA's going to be in trouble. Uh, Amazon can be in trouble because it could limit their chips. Tesla's going to be in trouble. Uh, you know, all of these things, and it's going to cause a shortage of computers and chips because such a large number of the advanced chips come from Taiwan. This is why we're scrambling to put our semiconductor plants in the United States. So I think there's real risk in, in these type of, 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 of these big companies out there. And I think this is just not as, as well understood uh, at this time. And I, I, we, you know, we've been saying we think something's going to go on in China. I, I think the other thing I want to cover is just the markets in general. If, if you look at a couple things happened this week, uh, if, if you look at the at the at the ten year bond, 
Uh, it, it really started rising up last week when Japan uh, came out and said they're increasing the, the trading band uh, for their 10-year currency. They're yielding 0.57%, and they've been monetizing the debt in Japan. And a lot of people are borrowing money on yen and, 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 uh, and then buying treasuries and things like that. But if, but if they increase the, 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 the 10-year in Japan, that could uh, increase the, the yen, and, the, and that could cause selling because the Japanese are such big buyers of treasuries. Or if they, if they start needing to sell some of their treasuries to support their current, you know, if, if there's issues there with the currency or the bond, have to buy the bonds there to increase the bond buying. So that's when the, the movement interest rates about two weeks ago has gone from about 3.75% to 4.2% on the 10-year. And then when the Fitch, the Fitch downgrade came out, it was like that also pushed up rates. Now, fortunately, we, we were in long-term treasuries the day before the, the, the downgrade. We sold our long-term treasuries. Uh, they kind of broke underneath where we felt there was uh, – Support and it just did, there was something going on. We sold them. We were, we you know we got a little lucky there, but but we made money with it, so we were happy. It, uh, but 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 the rates kept going up. They hit four point two percent, and then on Friday, we, we you know they they suddenly reversed down. Uh, you know there, there might have been some intervention by the Treasury or the Fed or somebody in here to try to to try to uh, support uh, you know the bond market. But, but rates are going up, and the important thing to, to do is is to understand they got they bottomed in April at three point three percent. They're at four point two percent, and so rates are going up. And, and the, the, the other theory that people are not theory, but the other thing people are looking at over the last couple of weeks is they're realizing that 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 June CPI print was probably a trough, and inflation's going back up. You know, when when, when the UAW is talking about a forty percent increase in wages. That's telling you wage inflation is not going away. When people are looking at 40%, they're going, hmm, you know, everyone, the, all the other industries are going to ask for raises, too. Maybe they don't get 40%. Maybe they get 30%. But that's still big increases in wages. And so, so that's, that's kind of what we're seeing. So, so this inflation is going up. It's being telegraphed. And as we, we talked about a little bit about the yield curve, you know, we talk, uh, right now a one-year treasury is about five point three something, five point three three, but it goes out to five years to four to to four point one five and then the ten years at four point zero five, four point zero six. Uh you know, that that that's not a real good thing given the inflation levels we have. And, and so interest rate you know, they might fall some but but likely they're gonna stay higher for longer. Short term are gonna stay higher for longer and the inflation is gonna continue. Interesting story this week uh from uh from uh uh Bloomberg. Uh uh Berkshire operating earnings rise on insurance thing strength. Well yeah, all you have to talk to anybody that's insures anything and, and it's going up ridiculously quick. But and then uh, kind of a subheadline, Warren Buffett lifts bets on fossil fuel. Warren Buffett lifts fossil fuel bets. You know, he's in continuing increase. I think he's in uh he's in Oxy and I think Chevron uh, and, and, but, but, but again, if you look at Warren Buffett, when he said, oh, it's ridiculous that they've, they've cut the AAA rating uh, on treasuries. We're buying treasuries all the time. And he's saying we're buying six-month treasuries. That's not a big vote of confidence. He's buying oil and gas because he knows that the oil and gas is in the ground. The Fed can't, the Fed can't print any more oil and gas, and the government can't sit there and 
and uh, I'll say confiscate, but they could. They can't create, you know, oil and gas unless they're, you know, unless they decide to go to the moon and strike oil and gas. You know, there's only so much oil and gas out there, and so you can't inflate away oil and gas. He's buying commodities. He's buying short-term treasuries. Again, he's not signaling to you that the inflation is going away or going into a deflation, because if he thought that, he'd be buying longer-term treasuries, which he didn't do. And so so we, we still think this idea, which we've talked a lot about, about diversifying your asset base, expanding from the typical 60% of the S&P 500, you know, maybe maybe 50% of that and 10% overseas, and then 40% in long-term bond fund is just is indexing. It's just it's foolishness in this world. If we live in a world that that the Chinese could invade Taiwan, we could have it, it, we could cut off a huge cause huge supply chain disruptions. If the, the the Russians could finally get fed up with what's going on in Ukraine and use tactical nukes, and then have a problem there. Or if inflation starts surging back up, or if 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 interest rates on the long end start going up to maybe five percent and climbing higher, there's all of these different scenarios out there for potential problems that, that are, are unique in our time. So you've got to spread out your your investment strategies to kind of so you you catch if if, if one thing happens, you want to catch something in that area. You don't want to be if something happened and you're, you're on the wrong side of the. Of, of the teeter totter when that happens, and so you, you spread the risk out. And as we said on the show, you talk to the top macro people in the world, the, the people that I have the best long term track records. You know, I follow them. They're they're like, look, this is very uncertain now because, as we said earlier in the show, everything you're being presented is a narrative. They're trying to spin a narrative a certain way. So if something gets a little bit out of kilter, they try to rush in and support things. They try to you know, push down an, uh, an economic number or try to sell, sell, sell bonds, try to push interest rates lower so people think there's nothing to see here. That makes it tougher than it has been in the past. And with these, all these alternatives, I mean, China could come and decide to invade tomorrow morning over there. Then what are you going to do? So that, you know, higher levels of cash. Keep in mind, you're getting four, four and a half, five percent in your cash. That's, you know, you're, you're being paid an awful lot not to take any risk in that world. Tre- short-term treasuries, same thing. Precious metals. I think you should have a high concentrate, higher concentration of precious metals in this environment. You know, they, keep in mind, gold and silver, they, they move seamlessly back and forth in a bifurcated uh, uh, financial system where the U.S. has one financial system in China, in, the, in, in, in India, in Russia, and in Brazil have another one that moves seamlessly across. And also the central banks are buying precious metals as well. Those are the things. Uh, silver, copper, those things do well in the electrification. So there's all types of different ways that, that you could profit in different things to set up this strategy to take advantage of multiple potential outcomes. I think we're, when the outcomes start happening, I think we'll get you there in the Max Out Savings Show, but you want to be prepared a little bit ahead of time. Anyway, so if you need some help, go to our website, maxoutsavings.com. That's maxoutsavings.com. Sign up for the free report. We're getting it out. I'm writing it right now, so it should be out shortly. Free uh, uh, report. We talk about a lot of these issues, talk about retirement planning, talking about saving money, make things complex issues, very simple to help you out. It's completely free. We're not going to bother you. If you need some help, you can request an appointment. We're here in Houston, Texas. I'll be happy to sit down with you and go over your financial situation and see how you're set for retirement. So, so if you need some help, go to our website. It's maxoutsavings. That's maxoutsavings.com. Now, 
Two minutes left. So, so just to kind of sum up, uh, what, what we're, we're, we're still are looking. The, the big story is the Fitch downgrade. This is a real deal. It's forcing Washington to can confront the problems of these massive budget deficits, five, six, six and a half percent, as far as the eye can see, a percent of GDP negative, which is unsustainable. It's going to eventually tank the dollar. It's going to cause inflation, which it's causing now. It's forcing them to see that. Uh, inflation is not going away. Likely the, the, the April uh the June CPI was a low print. We're going to see what happens next week. But but this increase in rates is going. The market a market appears to be starting to break down. If if you look at the at the S and P 500, it, it really looked pretty poor uh, over the last couple of days. It's starting to break down. It, it, it's had a run kind of artificially pushed up by seven stocks. I think you've got to be very careful here. You've got you've got to diversify your risk in this world. Uh, so if you need some help, go to our website, maxoutsavings.com. Uh, request an appointment with me. I'll, I'll be happy to sit down and show you how we manage money at Max Out Savings using our value investing approach. Uh, and I'd like to help you out. So anyway, it's maxoutsavings.com. Sign up for the free newsletter as well. Remember our motto and philosophy, which is to save aggressively, invest conservatively. See you next week right here on the Max Out Savings Show. Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.